Welcome to Sports Business Secrets. I'm your host, Kevin Tarka. This podcast is specifically designed to share secrets from experts in the sports business world to help you along your own path to success in this industry. Each episode is packed with lessons and insights that never expire. You'll hear from general managers of professional teams to CEOs of sports tech companies to agents, coaches, players, and everything in between. I invite you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing players and coaches, traveling the world, and always finding a way to battle through obstacles in this competitive industry. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today's guest is Issa Hall, and Issa is the founder and CEO of Jersey Sponsor, um, or now called Jersey or Jersey Verse. Um, and they are a, an amazing new platform that empowers athletes with technology to leverage opportunities for themselves as competitors uh, and beyond. And uh, I've been following Jersey the past year and some change and, uh, and some of the tools that uh, and resources that they provide are just simply amazing. Their, their original tool started as a marketplace that connects athletes to sponsorship opportunities, which they still do, but they've grown into just so much more. I mean, today we talked about uh, you know, how Issa currently practices law and his law background, how that helped him build Jersey. We talked about an overview of the tools that Jersey has. We talked about what Web3 and crypto is, how it can help athletes, NFTs and trading card opportunities, the importance of a decentralized platform and actually owning your audience if you're an athlete, uh, how athletes can use group economics for deals, which is super, super important. Uh, why brands should tap into Jersey, uh, and, and, and much more. Issa is, uh, is very impressive. He's made it his life mission to liberate athletes, um, as his Twitter uh, caption says, his Twitter bio says, uh, and he's well on his way of doing that. So I'm excited for you guys to hear what Jersey has going on, what they're doing to educate athletes on controlling their own content and creating and actually capitalizing financially uh, on their own entrepreneurial hub. So appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you out there. Issa, welcome to Sports Business Secrets. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on. We uh, we first met uh, last year through through Madison and 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 Max and you know a couple other friends and colleagues in uh -huh. common. And uh, ever since being introduced to to what you guys have been building there, it's been uh, super fun to watch you kind of pivot and 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 adapt and grow and build. And you know, excited to see how much impact that you will uh, continue to make on this on this wild industry that we're in. It is very wild when you, when you say pivot and of course mentioning Madison, Madison knows everybody. Um, and so she's always, she's great Max too. So we do know the same people, Madison. I, I just had a call with her um, start the, the week off, but um, you know, thanks for having us. And of course, when you mentioned pivots and web three, that's um, it is a roller coaster in real life too. Like you see it happening. You're like, where was this stuff six months ago? But it, as, as you observed us, you kind of see it happened um, on the tech side as well, where it's like, okay, they're, they're going here. Let's go. Definitely. So, so on this podcast, as you know, we like to really dive behind the scenes uh, and share some sports business and life secrets with the audience that they can't just uh, happen to come across online typically. So uh, today we get to uh, educate the audience about the modern athlete and really all the opportunities that they have to leverage their play on the court or on the field and uh, both pros and collegiate. So we're going to dive all into that. Um, you know, I'm a curious person myself, so I'm going to be asking a lot of questions and we'll just keep it super casual. So before we get rolling, I like to give my guests, a, you know, a little 30 second or 60 second window to introduce themselves a little bit more to the audience and, you know, tell them where you're from and, you know, kind of how you got into uh, up to what you're doing today. 
Okay, perfect. 30 seconds. Uh oh. Um, so, <laughs> you can take a little longer if you want. <laughs> so, Issa Hall, um, the founder of the Jersey Burst, um, and it, it uh, is a basically a collection of a lot of different, um, we call it the decentralized athlete playground. Um, that's uh, a lot of different components where it's an app, media, things of that nature, um, NFTs, crypto, blockchain, a lot of fun stuff that uh, basically gives athletes all the tools they need to make money. Because um, I am, uh, when it comes to decentralization, I always ran about um, institutions that hold a ton of power and that exploit the resource of the athletes that um, contribute to all their riches. NCAA is probably one of them. But um, what got us here is, um, you know, I started out in law, so practice law for quite a bit, and, you know, just started understanding how things work. And, um, I, I, you know, big connection to my sports, and I didn't play professionally, didn't play in college, but I, I'm telling you, like, half my life revolves around sports and it involves sports, and a lot of people I know who do not play sports, like even my wife, like she's a huge basketball fan, has never played like my, my mom is, like they've never touched a, a ball in their life and understanding like how these things interconnect. And so that's something that um, we're building our app and our community on, just basically connecting people through sports online. And of course, adding a little decentralization element to it because we do want to get people paid. That's really what we're here for, to, to really give athletes a tool to, to empower themselves. No doubt. And, and I was going to say that, that uh, I mean, that, that shows you how powerful sports are in general. You know, you have people that have never played the game themselves or, um, you know, to a certain organized extent, and they just, they, they love being around it. So there's just, there's so many different angles there. Um, and then I can't wait to touch on some of the NCAA stuff. And, and, and then the most important one is, is just empowering athletes to, to make money because, you know, th that's, that's the, that's the hot topic these days. So, um, I guess my first question that I, that I, that I'm always curious about is, so when you were growing up, what, mm -hmm. like, what did you want? Did you want, did you want to be a professional athlete or did you have other interests in mind or were you just kind of going with the flow to see where it took you? And then obviously to law school and, and, and walk me through that. You know, there was a part of me at some point in time that definitely wanted to be dreamed of being a professional athlete. I never actually thought that it was realistic but there's a, there's a fantasy component of being a professional athlete that I, that I know that I have. Like I love, I played basketball in high school. That was it. And, but I loved it. And I dreamed of, you know, being in the NBA one day, college playing back, like it matter. I, but it wasn't actually a realistic opportunity for me. Um, so the sports theme has always been very strong. I played football, basketball. Like, yes, I did dream of it, but in reality, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm a fan and I play pickup all the time. That's about it. Love it. I love it. Well, that's also powerful too, because, you know, one of the things from the agency side that I always bring up is that, I mean, we all want to be pros, but <laughs> yes, we can't, we can't get lost in the fact that the reality is if you crunch the numbers, 99.9% .9 will not be pros, but there are also really cool things that you could do to fulfill that passion and use your skill set outside of, you know, trying to be the next LeBron James, which all the power to you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyways, so, before we get into a lot of the Jersey stuff, uh, what, what some people might not know is that, um, you know, obviously you said you practice law and, and currently practice law. And so talk a little bit about that, like Holland, Holland Dixon, it is still right. Holland, Holland Dixon. Dixon. So yeah, talk about maybe how that started and, you know, what type of law you practice for, for some people that might not know. So I'll, I'll kind of give you an example. And it's just a big theme of, of wanting to actually wanting to help people. That was, that was, that's like a huge component of like wanting to help people. And so in college, I 
took the law route. I took a, a class in criminal justice. So I actually became a criminal defense attorney um, because I actually wanted to like somehow change the system and help people. Practice law, um, obviously criminal defense. And um, I realized that I was only helping people on an individual level and understanding and only in one location, one city. And from that, I also understood other things like it's, it's just how the world works and how you can actually help people. And that actually goes back to, um, you know, for me, like practicing law, you help people after they've gotten in trouble for the most part. And I look at sports as being a way to actually keep them out of it um, and never actually getting there. Because, I, you know, I think back to when I was in high school, honestly, I used to sneak like the worst trouble I got into was sneaking into a gym to go play ball. Like that was it. And all my friends, all we did all weekend, like that kept us busy, especially being you know, boys, like, you know, there's so much stuff we could have gotten into, but I'm like, no, we were so crazy about hooping, right? That I would go to the Y every week, like that kept me completely out of trouble, just sports, period. And, um, you know, the connections that I made with my partner at the law firm is actually, um, we met playing in an adult pickup league, the law pickup league, the law league, lawyer league, we were champions a lot, like five, six years, we were champions, I think. But Point is, we met and our connection was through playing pickup basketball. And so that, you know, through understanding like the complete objective of just, you know, helping people and understanding that sports could be a, a very big opportunity to do that on a global scale. That's what brought me to putting all of our energy into to Jerseyverse. Mm. And, and and so that that's the easy transition right there. So how how do you use how, how do I want to frame this? How do you use what you studied in law to like, is it, is it kind of one in the same now as you grow Jersey verse? I mean, are there aspects of actually, um, you know, defending the law and helping educate athletes on what the law is that transition into their opportunities beyond on the court? Yes. So the cool thing about law school is that it actually teaches you like law, like how to learn the law, where to find it, how to research it. And so tech startup in general, one thing it does save on is actually, just legal components of running business. The NIL things came out. And honestly, you know, when you get the, you know, court decisions and when you're reading stuff, understand exactly how to interpret it, how to find it, how to research it. So law, just having a legal background helps with a lot of those things. And now we get into the web three space where you're talking about crypto and SEC and NFT and all these things are coming with regulations. And it's not that it's my expertise. I understand what I don't know and when someone else's expertise is needed. And so when you talk about law, I'm like, it was the perfect background for a lot of these things, especially when like everything is based on what we can do and what we cannot do, what athletes are questioning us about. I Man, it's just a lot of, a lot of law that's just baked into it. Uh, yeah, I can imagine, especially with this Web3 and crypto stuff. So actually, before we even talk more about that, can you get, because I, I know myself, I, I try to, I'll Google it like once a week just to be like, okay, what, what is web three again? So can you give for, for maybe a, a 30,000 foot view or web three one one or crypto one-on-one for, for your, for, for your typical audience uh, that's listening to this episode? Like what is, if somebody says, Hey, Isa, what's web three, dumb it down for me. Cause I need, I need that one-on-one level here. This, this is, and is, you're never going to get the same answer from two people. I promise you this, but these are the one word I like to focus on is decentralization. Like that's the biggest one. And the next word I want to focus on is ownership. Um, and I, and I want, like, I, I believe it's important for people to understand how web three can benefit them. And so um, I, an example I like to use is Instagram and for people to understand 
you may put up a million pictures and you may put up a million videos. You may get a billion likes. Instagram has probably never paid you a penny. And we're used to it. And they take all of our data and they make money off of it. All right. And Instagram is this huge corporate entity that is very powerful and they collect all the money from the labor of the people. Very similar to the NCAA. Sounds just like very similar. <laughs> <laughs> so decentralization says if i put something in there's an opportunity for me to get something out directly not indirectly not i can get a sponsorship from a third party on your platform no you are paying me directly there's ownership to be had and one entity the huge corporate giants don't own everything and that's basically taking out the middleman and so decentralization and web3 that's what it means to me. That's the idea of it. Instead of, um, I like to think of the ideas more than get into the, the technical definitions, because honestly, man, I have to Google the same stuff all the time too. It is, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot. No doubt. So, so, so that essentially means that, you know, athletes or forget about just athletes in general, people need to really be educated on that because it's, um, it's less about creating more and more and more companies that are actually going to be more third parties, but, um, so it's less about that and more about just educating people on how to actually take advantage of that, right? Like how, so for example, how, if I'm an athlete listening to this and, and I want to, and I understand that, wow, yeah, I, you know, I, I have X hundreds of thousands of followers and my university, um, you know, community loves me and like, wait a second. Yeah. Instagram never paid me. So like, how do I take that first step to being like, Hey, how can I get into web three? So that's where we take the, the ownership of people component of it but we'll have to go to educational because how do you get into web3 is you mentioned googling and it's a it's a very steep immediate learning curve but mm. i think a lot of people are intimidated by it but it's nothing different than learning a new you know product or new sport like think of it like that not that it's impossible to learn just understand hey it's supposed to be a little like uncomfortable and a little foreign when you pick it up but it, it all begins to make sense and there are a lot of people in the space so how's an athlete get into it the educational component and that's something that that we actually just had a call about like hey we got to figure out a way to educate people more um and those are things that we're going to do um with jersey versity actually we're, we're that's something that mm. you know we're like hey we got to educate people you can't invite people because there are a lot of scams a lot of misinformation a lot of just like hey i don't know what this is um and for an athlete understanding that you know we look at an athlete especially some of the large following as being like a like a mini economy on its like on their own like you now people can you know if you're capable of generating sponsorships there are people who can make money off of you um there are ways for you to make money off of you and so understanding um the ownership component of it so for an athlete it's like hey take what you have um and the cool thing about nil is like hey someone else was selling your autographs and so a lot of this stuff you think about the law it's not about an athlete needing to know how to make money it's like now you can actually do it yourself. So someone else was selling your autograph and making a bunch of money. Hey, now you should actually find a way to do that. NFTs is actually a, a huge one. That is a very low barrier for entry um, and allows people to, you know, think about like a trading card, for example. I'm like, hey, you, you don't need a middleman to issue your own trading cards now. Um, and, you know, another thing that we're actually going to introduce to athletes, but it's like these little things are so many ways and opportunities for you to make money and you don't have to look outside now you can look inside 
and the tools are there online or the resources that you can find to help you put these things together because the web three component is you know i don't think it shifts what athletes are doing i think it like for example being an agent yourself it gives you an opportunity like hey yo let's we don't have to rely strictly solely on sponsorships. Yo, let's go put this together for you. And boom, like now there, we've just sprouted up a new way for you to make money that technically did not exist a few years ago. Now it's just right here. And I think it just shifts how we look at it. Um, and, and it really just creates so many more opportunities. Again, like the rich, you know, central institution does not get all the money off of it. It's more so shared with the people now. That's the thing I love. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And obviously for, um, for Jersey, you know, you, you cater to all athletes, whether it's college or, or younger or professionals, but for college specifically, let's dive into that for a second, because obviously from the agency standpoint, um, you know, college athletes can't have, or at least from the basketball perspective, can't have agents unless they're testing the waters and there's certain NTA agents and all that stuff we won't dive into. But for the most part, college athletes can't have agents, right? So how does a college athlete uh, use Jersey or any of the components that you guys offer services or products that you offer to kind of help them help them with this process whether they whether they want to try and create a a, a trading card or um actually tap into the marketplace for sponsorship like how do they walk me through if i'm an athlete how i would use jersey so right now and this this is why it's important it's, it's really the educational piece like we go to school um and that's where the ownership piece comes in like let's not be dependent on someone else providing or preventing an opportunity from something that is probably generally available on the internet. And so where we come in, and, and this is what we'll, we'll be scaling up and introducing a lot more, is just providing the opportunity like, hey, you know, pre present it like an office hour or, or a webinar. Like, I think people are, are very um, um, apprehensive just because they probably just need a friend or somebody to say, hey, really, it's not that hard. I'm going to show you right now how to do it. It is that easy. And understanding that the terminology and all this stuff, this big wall, people will talk over your heads and not give you information. And I think that's like people hide the ball because the, the money is, hey, we don't want you to know how to do this stuff. Please depend on us. I'm like, you actually, you don't need to do that. It's easy. It is very easy. For sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's interesting because that's like kind of anything, you know, if you want to, if you want to be an expert, um, you know, international uh, tax lawyer, like there's a lot of things that you don't have information to people try and hide that because they want to be those it's the same with real estate right it's like this entire country you know like financial literacy is a whole conversation but you know real estate everyone's like oh it's so difficult well yeah because people don't teach it right people want to kind of teach themselves and so um yeah that's 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 really interesting um so uh, with jersey i mean there's there's so many components to it um you know obviously we talked about the sponsorship kind of marketplace type you talked about um you know uh, uh trading cards and nfts and and you know i think we got some bitcoin uh, or, or some, uh, some 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 crypto coins coming up and yeah talk, talk about that man there's so many pieces that this this by the way if you're listening this this uh you know you need to make sure to obviously follow up and follow isa and, and dig into yourself but there's we're not even going to touch the you know the surface of everything that Jersey has to offer. So that's why we're trying to kind of give you little, little tidbits of it, but yeah, walk me through some of the other cool things you got going on. So you mentioned something very uh, uh, interesting earlier. You said 99.9% .9 of athletes do not go professional. And we interviewed about a hundred professional athletes. And we also noticed a lot of them do not get sponsorships. And so we focused our, the Jersey verse, Jersey is the app. 
And the Jersey verses, you know, there's Jersey app and Jersey cards and Jersey mag, but the Jersey verse, you know, is the entirety of it. Um, but it's more of, when I say decentralized athlete playground, it's more of putting the pieces there. And so it's like a playground where if I wanna go play on the, the swings, I can go play on the swings, okay? But it's there for me, for me to use when I wanna use it. And so we look at it almost the same as that, where there are a lot of things for you to use when you like to use it. And when we look at ways to make money, that's why, um, like for example, the NFT and the trading cards are there. And we look at like, well, you know, NFTs provide ownership of a digital asset. So instead of selling your candy bar, you know, for a fundraiser, hey, let's go sell some trading cards. Like I get this, you know? Um, and those are things where it's like, when you wanna pick it up, pick it up. Uh, where a cryptocurrency, you know, a lot of times people look at the definition of why, like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you don't, you don't actually get how your money works on the internet with your bank. You just know it's there. And mm -hmm. if you think about it just like that, it is actually the exact same. Like meaning you can type in something and you can transfer money and you can receive it. And it's the same thing. Um, and, and instead of getting into the how it works, like we don't ask how our car works, right? We don't. Like we know you you just get in and drive it. You know, I'm like, I don't have a clue how the engine works. I really don't. Um, and so with the Jersey verse, we, we look at it as a lot of things that may seem complicated, but it's um, the... Magazine is just a media outlet for athletes. What we look at is like, hey, I want to release my own story. I want to uh, announce my college decision. I should be able to get paid for that, right? <laughs> I should be able to get paid for that. I should get the clicks and the likes and the and the money from that, not having to go to a third party to do that. Um, with a, um, we have an NFT project. It's Club Dap, and actually, it's um, you probably see like the board apes and things like that. And a lot of people are selling a lot of stuff. And for ours, we talked about the educational component and how we can. Um, provide like a ticket to access to a lot of exclusive and important things. And that's where that comes in and understanding that. And we have the trading cards. It's really like, hey, how can, you know, we provide an opportunity for people to just, you know, make money in ways that are going to be applicable to the 99% of athletes and not, you know, the 1% who are, you know, honestly, they don't, they don't need help making money at this yeah. point in time. Um, Definitely. And, and, and so crypto, we think about global. And another thing, like, you know, the, um, you know, cryptocurrencies allow us to, I can send money to anybody in the world without my bank on the weekend. Isn't that crazy? Think about it like that. Mm. Um, and so it provided a global payment solution for now we can associate and, and send money to people's fundraisers anywhere in the world. And so what, that's why these things are important. Yeah, you mentioned money. So a question that comes up a lot, and I'm just putting myself in the, you know, brand new freshman athlete, uh, freshman collegiate athlete world. Like, oh, like I can go to this marketplace and make money. How much? How much money can an athlete make? And 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 I know we can go into di different topics here. You know, I know um, w without diving into the uh, the the NCAA conversation, I know you had a, um, uh, I think you called it on, on Twitter a, a scheduled rant, which I love about you know robbing <laughs> athletes and the NCAA and, and you know how the NCAA because I used to study the NCAA deal too that you know they have a bit you know they they I think they have what a billion dollars of revenue per year and not a single dollar goes back to your athletes but we don't have to dive in that anyways yes. when you say athletes can make can make money like like realistically how much money can an athlete make like can you give like maybe an example for an athlete listening that you know might be um less uh less uh maybe easier for them to imagine themselves doing Yes. So this is, this is always a, it's, it's going to be complicated, but it's not. 
All right, I look at it like this. So the first thing is finding what somebody is willing to pay you for, right? And so it's not about how much you can make. It's It starts with if you can make at all, because I look at it like, I, you know, I don't have the social media following. Nobody in the world is going to pay me to do anything on social media. And this also applies to some athletes, right? And so instead of looking at it as I'm an athlete, I have to make money off of social media and NIL deals, understand there's a space for you to own because part of this is understanding that you can now make money, period. Not just I have to make it off of Instagram posts. I think it's silly because it's like, come on, it's just one place. And understanding now you can you can make money off of your name, image, likeness, but use things that you're great at. And so how much can you make it, it? I can't, we can't go into the high level because we've seen people getting millions of dollar deals, but I look at it as this is a way for us to fine tune our, our side gigs. So let's start with something small because I look at it as if you're not getting anything right now and you can find a way to make an extra hundred bucks a month, that is a way for you to start working on these things much earlier and fine tuning. Like, I don't even call it your brand because I look at it as I know what somebody will pay me for and it's not a social media posting. And I know there are a lot of athletes who are very talented, who can, who have things to offer that fit into that same, that same space. And so it's more so exploring and understanding first. And I don't want to say the opportunities are limited because everybody says that, but I look at it as there is something out there for you to do that allows you to experiment very early on. And now you can make YouTube videos, you can make podcasts, you can do these things. I know there was a kicker a few years ago who was like, yo, I chose my podcast instead of going to college. And I'm like, now you can do these things. So the opportunities are endless, but I look at it as you can start your entrepreneurship journey now, right? And now you can get to the point where somebody may be willing to pay you a lot of bucks, but now you don't have to wait until you know you, you graduate. Mm. And, and that's actually really power, powerful too. I want to double down on that for any athletes listening, because you said use find something that you're great at that you can really leverage. And and the example that I often give is for me, um, you know, despite how uh, how good of a three point shot that I I think I have, I scored seven career points in college. I never really played, and so I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to pay Kevin Tarka to be the face of this or that. He's not, you know, he's they're not going to pay me to post on Instagram, but I said, I'm a pretty personable guy. I got a lot of friends. Like, what if I went to a local business and said, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on the court for, 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 for the entire game and score the most baskets. But what if I bring a bunch of my friends in here and we do some sort of pregame and we do some sort of radio show or whatever um, on campus? And then you can give me 2% of the revenue or we can do some sort of exchange or something like that. That's creative. And that's where I have value. Right. And so it's, it's, it, it allows the creativity for college athletes to do that because, again, Love Quinnipiac University to death. It's not Duke. It's not North Carolina. I'm not the starting quarterback, uh, starting quarterback for Alabama. Like most of the college athletes, that 99.9% are in this situation, right? That's, I'm glad you mentioned that because the Jersey verse is big and we have this, this thing. This is, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I always forget stuff. It's called lineups. You with your friends can make a lot more money than you can on your own. Like use use your network. And, and sometimes what people um, have are starting to realize, and I think what we'll, we'll be able to show them is that there are power, there's a lot of power in groups. You're absolutely right. You take your team to a local restaurant, they will give you something. These things happen all the time. 
And so if you're not capable of getting something on your own, leverage your network, leverage your team. It basically is like, it comes with you. You know, we know like teams, you know, they, they roll in packs, the whole squad. Of, that is bingo. That's how you make money right there. <laughs> you, 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 that was next right here. I, I made a note before to bring up lineups. Yes. Um, and, and I've been, you know, I, I guess I'll mention real estate again, because I have a lot of friends that are in it. I've been learning a bit more about, a bit more about it, but whether it's real estate, the venture capital world or, or college sponsorship, it's group economics. That's all it is group mm -hmm. economics. And so, you know, if you want to buy this million dollar apartment complex by yourself, it's pretty daunting and you need a lot of capital. But when you bring in 10 friends and you divide that number by 10, it's like you have purchasing power and, you know, like same thing with college athletes. It's like, you know, if you're in a small town, division three school, okay, one person's not going to do anything crazy. You bring in your whole team, we're talking 15 people. If everybody brings a friend or two, now we're really talking. And so one of the tools that, you know, if you're listening for you to really dive into that, that Jersey um, has is called lineups, which allows you to basically aggregate all of your, 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 your power together. So that's, that's really powerful. I'm glad you said that. That was one of the topics I wanted to talk about that if you're listening, um, I think is one of the coolest. I mean, there's a lot of cool different little differentiators, but one of the coolest differentiators that I, that I don't think anybody else is doing. Um, and so that's, uh, that's great, man. I love that. That is, um, that's our goal. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another topic that I want to dive into is not just for athletes, because obviously there's a lot of athletes listening, but you know, th th there's also coaches and parents. But what about brands? Because brands right now are also like, hey, like we need to get, we need to get involved with this. I mean, like obviously all athletes want to um, make money. Uh, they want us to pay them to make money. But if if you're advising a brand that's listening or, or somebody that has the power to, uh, you know, to leverage athletes, like what, what do you say to the brand? Or I, I guess, um, you know, like how, how is Jersey going to help me as a brand reach more customers and drive traffic to my product or service? The same way. And, and, and it all involves creativity. And with creativity, it, it's basically says we, we don't always have to use you know, a post to social media. I know this is always a common one, that, but it's like, it's not always a post to social media that um, aligns with your, your follower count. It is a, hey, this person is super passionate about, for a brand especially, this person is super passionate about this weird product. Like I like to fish, right? And sometimes you have to understand how a brand can save money and can get creative and get into more front of more customers is, is finding the people. And this is, when you say, how can Jersey, like one of the first things that we ask is like, what are you interested in that is not your sport? That is that like, what do you do in your free time? Because it works both ways. I may do it because I'm passionate about it. And I'm not trying to, you know, say like, I'll do it for less money, but I'm going to be more passionate about this, this company because I'm genuinely interested in it. And the company will receive a lot more benefit from it because now you've attached a very passionate person about it. So it's like, look underneath where, you know, we're just looking at one-to-one -one. because in reality, if my following is not passionate about this and I'm not passionate about this, they don't care anyway. And I'm wasting my money. That is just mm -hmm. the truth. But if you find the super passionate um, athletes and that's why we, we match based on interests. And like, I love the interest. Like I do all kinds of stuff. I know you do too. I'm like, yeah, I love sports, but guess what? I do all kinds of stuff all the time. And these are the opportunities that I should be looking for. And these are the companies and the brands that are going to be most aligned and will get the best benefit from them. And so that's what we look at, like, you know, we're groups or having a, you know, they call them micro-influencers. But I'm like, listen, this, this, this ambassador is going to be a hell of an ambassador because they actually love what you're doing and they love 
they, they're just in it, maybe even not for the money all the time. And these are the people you need to look for and understanding that you having 10 of these people may be 10 times more passionate and impactful than having one super influencer who honestly will take your money, post it and buy, like that's it. And so that like, yo, leverage having the opportunity to, to um, connect to a lot of people who are passionate instead of having one, you know, great influencer, but who, who really doesn't care about that. Yeah. I, I hope a lot of brands, brand decision makers are listening to this because that is, that is, uh, it just makes me think of, you know, myself when I'm, you know, I, I always reach out to whether it's coffee. I love coffee. I'll reach out to a lot of coffee brands and, you know, it's like, you know, they're like, Hey, uh, you know, we're really looking for someone with X amount of followers. And I'm like, look, I mean, I'm just a small example of it, but you know, there are so many brands out there that get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of DMS from super passionate people that aren't looking for a million dollars, but like, they don't understand that sometimes those are the vehicles that will drive their products to so many more people than, than, you know, getting LeBron James to post once for a million dollars. You know, it's just, it's, um, that is really powerful. And then the other thing I love is that, you know, what I always open up my recruiting conversations with when I'm, or whether I'm recruiting a player, or even just giving advice is like, what do you love to do? I mean, like, we know you love to play basketball, right? But God forbid you get hit by a truck tomorrow, like, and you don't have any legs. What do you love to do? What do you have a passion for, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are other things that you need to, um, you know, you need to use to give yourself different revenue streams. And, you, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and believing yourself is one thing. I get it. But like, you know, diversifying and differentiating yourself with other passions is very important. So love that. I love that point. Well, you know, it's, you know, I was at like, what are you doing in your free time? Like what are you doing? And, and we, we same survey, these professional athletes, none of them put their sport because it, it's kind of implied. You don't have to put that, but like singing, I love fishing. I love golfing. I love cooking. I'm like, that's, that is because this, this, you know, this, this bakery is going to be so ecstatic that you want to work with them. And they're gonna be like, oh, wow, this person was, I didn't know. I had no idea. I'm like, yes, this is, this is your gold. And, you know, a little, little, we go back to lineups. Like our objective is to put together 10 of these super, you know, passionate athletes who, you know, we're gonna have a super groups of these, these, um, you know, groups who are very passionate about very, specific topics and this is a branding gold mine that's the way we look at it like this is really how you optimize this type of marketing because now you have the people who are super passionate about it and we're we're going to remove the you know the follower count type of thing into it because you know in law like i would one person you do a great job for would send you every client in the world every single they'll 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 scream as loud as they can your name everywhere you go but if you want to keep relying on you know, static posts that don't give me any personal impression. Sure. But in my book, I believe it's, it's not the best use of our money. Mm. Powerful stuff, man. Well, you know, I know we, I know we really just, uh, like I said before, hit the tip of the iceberg for many of these different paths. So, so if you are listening, you need to make sure to, you know, to dive into uh, uh, Jersey, the, the the app, the Jersey verse, all the all, all the uh, bells and whistles that you guys have. So, as we transition towards the end of this uh, episode, for now, I just I like to uh, kind of have a couple other questions um, from a business perspective uh, that I think is important or valuable for people to know. So, one of those questions I like to ask is for you, especially being an entrepreneur, especially you know having experience in in in, in law is 
one of uh, what is one of the biggest challenges that you've overcome? And I guess you can go different directions, but maybe we'll we'll talk about in terms of growing Jersey and growing the company that you're building right now. Like, what's one of the biggest challenges that you've faced um, so far on the journey? The biggest challenge is uh, you look at like being a pioneer, and I'm not like necessarily saying, but it's just a personal pioneer. Like you're just entering mm -hmm. a space that you've never entered before and building things that haven't been built or that you don't have the personal um, you know, direct reach for. And so that's, that's really building a startup, but that's business in general. Like you have to, it's school in general. You're learning, you go to class, you're just learning things. And so that's always the challenge, but it's probably the most fun part too. Um, but it, it is just that, you know, I, I always tell my team, I have to remind them sometimes, I'm like, hey, you realize I've never done this stuff before too. I'm asking you to do something you've never done before. I've never done it either, but guess what? We're gonna figure out a way to get it done. That's always the challenge, but um, we it's also something we embrace because we, you know, you kind of know it. You're like, yeah, we're gonna figure this out. We don't have a choice. Gotta embrace it. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Thanks. Love that. And then the, the last question here is, for someone listening that, um, whether they're an athlete or not, that might wanna get involved in this space um, or, or, or current sports business professionals that are like, hey, you know, I want to learn a bit more about the the, the modernized sponsorship, uh, Web3 sports type world. Um, any advice for how to kind of get their foot in the door of that if they're not in it right now? Absolutely. Um, I, I always suggest that people like them, I, I, you know, I learn by doing, but immerse, like go buy an NFT, going through the process. Of, don't go buy an expensive one. You can get some for a dollar, right? Like don't, don't go out there and do something crazy, but go through the experience and learn and understand like how you do this stuff. And then it will inspire the thoughts and the understanding of how it can be used and things like that. So it's like, I can, you know, I can talk to you about buying a car or you can go drive one. You're like, oh, this is a little bit different. Um, it, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Jump off the know. cliff, figure it out before you hit the ground. Like just experience. Uh, yeah, that's, that's. It's harmless. That's Unless you go spend all your bankroll on, on, on NFT. Don't do that. Just go, just go find one just to go through the experience of the, go through the process of understanding like, hey, this is how this works. Um, and so, and, and there are plenty of resources and, you know, contact people like, like me and, and Kevin, like, you know, find resources. People are very, very liberal with um, their knowledge and their resources and their willingness to share it. You just have to be willing to take the action to reach out, you know, and, and, and just continue, continue to follow people. So amazing advice. Well, man, this has been amazing. Before we officially sign off, I do something I call a sports business lightning round. That I didn't prep you on. I just kind of throw some questions at you and you got to hit me with the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, all right. I'm ready. All right. Here you go. What's your favorite color? Blue. Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Would you rather be able to speak to all animals or speak three languages fluently? Three languages fluently. What's your favorite country outside of the one that you're at right now? Hmm, I'm not very well traveled. Favorite country? Oh boy, don't have one, man. Um, you could do city. You, you could do city if you want in the in the states. If uh, favorite city. Miami, that's where we are. I, don't mm. I know, I can tell. I can tell a lot of the people that are listening at first is going to be on the, uh, uh, with audio, but we do have a video and I see the beautiful background and, and uh, you know, like the, the nice weather. So Miami's a great spot. Um, I got to travel more. You'll get there. You'll get there. First, you're just, you're just making an impact building Jersey and then it'll come with it. It'll come yeah. with it. What is, uh, what's one of your biggest strengths? 
Will, man. It, my intuition and will. That's it. That's what drives me. That's it. Don't quit. Hmm. Who is one of the first people to really believe in you? Hmm. Madison. I gotta give Madison a shout out. And my wife. I give those two. Madison, my wife. They're, they're always just, boom, man, we're gonna do this shit. I'm like, yeah, we are. So. Love it. What's one of your biggest fears? Run out of time. That's my only fear. Running out of time. If you could have dinner and drinks with anyone in the world that are alive, I'm sure there's many, but give me one, one person. Hmm, let me see. Dinner and drinks with anybody? Barack Obama. I, I got a whole bunch of questions to ask him. I want to ask him a lot of stuff because he went through a lot of like. He, he went through a lot of stuff. Yep. Yep. I love that. That's a good one. President one day. I'm like, I don't know about that, but I would want to pick somebody's brain who did it. <laughs> That's a great guest to have to do that. And then last one here, if you could turn back time and talk to 18-year-old Issa, what would you tell him? Start now, man. Do not wait. Do not wait. Start now. That goes back into the time thing. I was like, oh, you've known this now. You just started now. Start yesterday. Start yesterday. yesterday. That's awesome, man. Well, this was great, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I know we could we, we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but you've got a you've got a company to build, man. You got to go go help some more athletes there. And so, uh, you know, again, thanks for coming on. I know um, whoever was listening. I hope you were taking notes. And um, I'm going to be putting the links to obviously, uh, you know, ESA social media and 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 all the company links. So you need to check it out. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be uh, linking in person here soon, playing some pickup, maybe even doing some fishing. You never know. I'll uh, I'll take that trip down to Miami. I'm always game. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, my friends. If you enjoyed the episode or if it brought you any value at all, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you share it on social media, make sure you tag me at Kevin Tarka. If there are any topics that you want me to dive into or any guests you'd love for me to have on the show, just shoot me a message and I will do my best to make it happen. Have an amazing day and hope to see you back here soon.